Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Please Watch This, a special episode. Uh, we are a film podcast where two film movie mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to one another, and so we can find out once and for all who has better taste. Uh, today is a special episode. As I say, we have a whole new guest. You're thinking, oh, it's not Ben, is it? It's not Dakota again. It's not Joe, is it? It's an entirely new guest. I'll get to Hugh. We all know Hugh uh, in about uh, 40 minutes or something, but in the meantime, I'm going to go straight to our new friend, Kevin. Uh, off of Kevin the Critic. Uh, now, Kevin, we met on Twitter. Yes. And uh, I asked you to come on the show. Welcome to Please Watch This, Kevin. Thank you for having me. It's our absolute pleasure. I'll, I'll bring Hugh in. Hugh, how are you doing, Oh, mate? hi. Yeah, yeah, hi. Yeah, I'm here too, Sam. Hi. Good. All right. Well, we'll come back to you for Hugh's views later. Uh, now, Kevin, as a new contributor to the show, uh, we, we love to uh, introduce the listener, uh, find out a little bit more about you. Hugh, what's the sort of traditional question we might ask somebody just off the bat without asking uh, them to prepare I for was, it? I, 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 was, I was curious if you were going to do Have this. Have you got a laminator to hand, Kevin, because Hugh's got a question for you? Yeah. Hi, Kevin. Uh, so... Oh, I'm being forced to ask it this way. Okay. Um, thanks for that, Sam. Um, you know. So, um, yeah. So, just off the top of your head, Kevin, what are your five favourite films? And these are going to be printed and laminated. Oh, man. I actually, I actually don't... I don't know off the top of my head what my five favorite films are. Boo. I know. No, we want decisiveness. Come on, give us five to one in order, and this is going to be on record. <laughs> I know. I'll name. I'll name five films that I love. You know. I get, no. Go on. Yeah. Uh, all right. Say, uh, the Princess Bride, The Iron Giant, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Um, uh, Ratatouille, and. Um, Goodfellas. Oh wow! Was, what a selection. That was that was four solid choices. I have to ask about King okay. Kong. I, I, everyone, <laughs> does. everyone does. Everyone's like, "Why do you like that King Kong?" I don't know. I love it because it was like I saw it for the first time when I was ten years old, and it blew my mind that a movie could be that large and epic in scale. It was just like I don't know. It was just like. The moment for me where it was like, oh, movies can be this this big and this long, for one thing. And I know I know I know that the length is a big issue for a lot of people. I understand it. Um, but it's for the listeners no. at home, Hugh looks unimpressed. No, I, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, no, no. There's some good stuff in that film. There is actually some genuinely good stuff, and yeah, I don't know where it went it's hard to put down actually with a film like that it's actually hard to put your finger on where it went wrong so to speak if that makes yeah, sense it's just... well that's why Kevin loves it so much because he doesn't think it went wrong well, well no it is well, well yeah I don't think, like, there is like in a, it, you know it's a five star film it doesn't mean it's flawless like there are probably little things that he could have cut just to you know pick the pacing up in the middle Which, of you it you know which is why you gave it as your favorite film rather than the well, five objectives. Yeah, best that, films, yeah you know? that's why. Because I'm like, you know, that's it. Yeah, because like these these things could change over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you loved it, and, and that, is, that is great that you've got that personal connection to it. I remember seeing yeah. that at the cinema. I think when I was quite young, was it 2003? When did it come out? Five. 2005. 2005. Wow. Yeah, that was it was amazing. The whole. Yeah, it, it really was like, you know, I'd never seen something like that before. There's a point where, of course, like, you know, you, they go on the island 
and the natives are like taking Naomi Watts to be sacrificed, and I'm I remember I'm hiding behind my mom because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that's I suppose the next, I suppose the, the question then remains is because you're a fan of that King Kong, what do, what have you made of the new King Kong films recently? Uh, um, Kong Skull Island. I thought Kong Skull Island was yeah, fun. Like that. it was a, it was big. It was like big B movie. It was movie better than fun. it had any right to be, like, wasn't it? I think. No, it it it, it was. I, yeah, it, it was. I was like, wow, for a big, huge, dumb B movie like this, this is this is probably the best version of itself. Mm. And then Godzilla versus Kong. I just I enjoyed. I mean, that I thought it was stupid, but I was like, it's it's Godzilla fighting King Kong. Like that's. <laughs> yeah. That's the main meal. You know what you're That's getting. What, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised that they spent as much time as they did in the first act setting up the reasons why. I was like, Who cares? Wow, I, yeah. mean, I mean, if they put that much effort thing, into I, setting up Batman versus Superman, that might be a better film. That, oh, that was like seven that, hours, that, I that, think, that, felt. No, that's, that, is, that is the thing of it. Like, like Godzilla vs. Kong is a better versus movie because when they get to the point where it's like why they hate him, it's like they had an ancient rivalry. Don't. That was <laughs> yeah. it. I'm like, you know what? That's yeah. fine. Because, because with Batman vs. Superman, you're like, fine. hang on, I don't buy this nonsense. Why don't? <laughs> well, no, well, no, another, another, in, oh man. So my biggest problem. So my biggest problem with that movie is I hate the way that Batman mm. is characterized. Like I'm fine with him killing people. I'm fine with the, look. I hate that it's inconsistent. I'm fine with it, having an, an older Batman that's like kill people, whatever. That's cool. What I'm not fine with is you telling me an entire movie that he has a like borderline xenophobic hatred <laughs> of Superman, <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, and then at the end of the movie, going like, "Oh my God, I'm about to kill him!" But he has a mom. Like, you know what? Guess what? Terrorists have moms too. Please don't kill them. Like, you lost it to the beginning. And sense. then everybody in the audience clapped. Like, it shouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh God. No, no, the other thing, like, like when I saw God versus Kong, I was like, please don't tell me both their moms are <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if they do that, I will be very mad. But they yeah, didn't. I mean, it, it, it would have been amazing. And, and it's a great list, honestly. We've done Princess Bride, I think that was episode two of our entire show back in yeah. August 2019. That's a great film. And, uh, you haven't seen it, I haven't, so that'll be a future episode. I started watching it the other day, but I, I, I just wasn't in the mood or something. I don't know. Um, and then Goodfellas is just an absolute stone classic. Goodfellas, but speaking of classics and great films and all that, the Oscar, obviously the Oscars came, the Oscar nominations came out this week. I don't think with a show, the kind of topical show that spends a million years on it, but have either of you got any kind of like one second, this is my initial thought, anything that you thought was robbed, anything that you just surprised by, uh, any initial reactions to the Oscar nominations? I don't know how much of the review yes. kind of yeah. keep up with yes. I, I thought that I, I agreed with most I agreed with most of them. I thought that, you know, I wasn't disappointed with anything that got in. I mean there there are some of the films Yeah. I mean I didn't like some of the films that got in all that much, but I didn't I didn't like hate any of them. I was I was a little bit surprised yeah. that last night in Soho didn't get a best cinematography nomination. That was yeah. that was probably yeah. that was probably yeah, the only one where I was like Really, nobody looked at this and said, and said, you know, like cinematography or costuming or just something. Because I, I thought that was a very entertaining, like, like a very, very entertaining, yeah. very, very well made film. And I even, it's like I said 
in my tweet about it, like one of Edgar Wright, like Edgar Wright's most serious film and one of his best. And then I checked two days later, it's like he likes my tweet. My life is complete. Not, not Yeah, it was like, but yeah, it was cool. I was like, oh, cool. Like I just, so yeah, I was surprised that that, that didn't get anything. But other than that, I was like, yep, things I expected to be here were here. Yeah, I think that's about right. And I, I honestly haven't seen a lot of the uh, nominees. I tried to go to the cinema a lot, but it's really, the cinema I go to is quite limited. Uh, so I was really surprised. Basically, my biggest surprise was um, Denny Villeneuve not being in the best director uh, mm-hmm. for Dune. Mm. You know, oh, yeah, just, just for how amazing it looks. It's just, you know, it's in for cinematography and it's in for, for best film and a bunch of others, but it's I not in for directors. I think it got like 10 nominations or something. Like I saw somebody... I saw a lot of people who were in your camp where it's like, why didn't he get Best Director? And it got, I think Dune got a bunch of other things. It got yeah, a bunch of other nominations. Yeah, So to be fair to it. So, it wasn't yeah, completely like the, yeah, like, so that's why I was like, well, it got a bunch of all this other stuff and maybe when Dune 2, well, Part 2 comes out. I think you know, Maybe Dune, they'll, yeah. they'll give it, yeah, they'll give I'm it with like, you. oh, yeah. sorry, now that the story's complete, we can say, <laughs> yes, he really did direct one of the best sci-fi movies. We'll give it the return of the King treatment. <laughs> I think he will get. I think he will get the. Um, yeah, I think if June two is really good, it'll get best picture yeah, and, and I best still, director. I, and I still need to see think, Dune yeah. one because I, all of the, a lot of the hype leading up to it kind of turned me off of it. And plus, I and like like right, right. Denny Villeneuve is not. I don't love him. Like my favorite one of his is Prisoners so far. I've seen Prisoners. I've seen prisoners. <laughs> well, neither of us have mention, seen it. In two weeks' time, we're going to have an episode on prisoners. You'll be excited to know. Uh, so look, look out for that list. I've seen prisoners, and I've seen Arrival, and I've seen the first ten minutes of Blade Runner twenty forty nine several times. <laughs> <laughs> you really you somebody like yeah likes to likes to well, sample. Well, you well, like to no, sample no, a few if it's a three-hour movie, then yeah, like I'm, I want to sample it first and see if I'm in the right mood, and then I'll sit there. But yeah, I've just never <laughs> been in the right mood to watch Blade Runner 2049. Like the, just the, I, li- I like the atmosphere of it. Yeah. I like that yeah. he's basically recreated the tone yeah. of the first movie. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll get to it someday. Just because I know I have to. We do on the actually have now. episodes of Arrival and yeah, Blade Runner yeah, uh, 2049, yeah. actually, in previous yeah, episodes. So you fill your boots on that one, Kevin. Now, uh, you mentioned your Twitter there. We are going to, you know, Kevin's taken time out of his, his busy day to, to be with us today. So, Kevin, if you, if you could tell the listener, where could they find uh, your output? Obviously, we'll do this again at the end, but uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I, uh, you can find me. I'm Kevin the Critic on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, I am at Kevin underscore the Critic. I'm, I'm most active there. And uh, you can find my full written reviews on my website, kevinthecritic.com. And I was looking back at your sort of backlog because you've got all the way back to yeah. 2005 in your reviews. So I was looking at a bunch from the backlog and I was interested, like, you had a, a review for Iron Man from 2008 and then you upgraded your score. Uh, Wait, does that mean you were like 13? Yeah, I, oh yeah. I've, I've, been writing the film, I've been writing film reviews since I was 10 years old. I started, I started for wow. the local newspaper. My first review was Madagascar, that, that talking animal, like Ben Stiller. Yeah, but when you were yeah. ten or eleven, <laughs> what the local paper put a review from a ten-year-old in its well, paper? Well, no, that's the thing. Like they, they, they asked, they put a, uh, 
they asked for a child to send in a movie review, and I had just oh. seen Madagascar like yeah. the day before, and my parents were like, "You should do this," and I was like, "Okay." And so I decided, and so, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I mean, I we don't get it. any old schmuck for the show. We've got no. an enfant terrible prodigy Kevin, who's been at it for 17 well, years, yeah. I know, yeah. That feels weird to me sometimes. Like, I've been doing this for... Like, I've been writing film reviews for over a decade now. That's just... Pushing on two oh. decades, mate. Pushing on two Almost decades. Two decades now, you know? I mean, it's amazing. Like, it, it's it's cool. Like I go back and I I rewatch something. I rewatch films from my childhood and see how they hold up in the, as an adult. And then sometimes, if I'm so inclined, like I I remember my review of High School Musical three was initially very positive, <laughs> and then I went back. <laughs> well, <laughs> I went back and watched. I, I did. It. When I when like, I went to your website, I immediately went back to page fifty five, and I thought, "Oh, it's weird. These are all kind of like family films, children's well, films." Well, oh, it's two thousand and five. Sam's like, "Where's the Departed in two thousand six? Another snub for Scorsese." <laughs> I yeah, like in, in high school, you know, my my one of my editors at the paper was like, "Hey, you're like." a teenager now I start need to start watching like more R-rated movies and this teenage stuff <laughs> so they we had like an entire summer where I just spent a day like every day I would watch like a classic film that he had assigned me oh wow and you know that that was a big experience it was like I saw Breakfast Club out of that I saw Alien out of that I saw Fast Times at Ridgemont High out of that hmm. you know American Graffiti I mean, a, a lot of classic films I saw out of that, and many of them, I've my opinion has improved over time. Yeah, was well, that's so yeah, funny, like, isn't it? As, as you sort of go I from watching some... family films and PG and well, so on, yeah, and then it's like, I, I 10, well, I'm 15 like, now, so I should watch Fight Club and I should watch this. And I should watch, <laughs> like, I'm going straight from Bambi to Pulp Fiction. That was the funny thing. That was the funny thing. I remember the first R-rated movie that I saw in a theater. Was uh, the Ides of March the George Clooney? Oh, we did that. We covered that. That's thriller yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh man, see that's something with like, I think it's a fine movie, but I'm always gonna have a, I'm always gonna have kind of a love for it because like the first R-rated film that I saw in a theater with major stars and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah that that was a fun one. Yeah, that was absolutely. a and, and, good uh, one. And I again, listen, if you want to listen back to Very, episode. Uh, 76 I'll guess <laughs> what I'd imagine I have no real, it might be 54 I really, I really have no idea when we did Eyes Match but yeah. it was a while ago well speaking of our rated films I, th- I feel like we, maybe we should get into this week's film you know we, we, yeah. li- listener we've had an intro to Kevin you, you know Kevin as well as we do now and, and uh this means you're going to respect his, his opinions, whatever they are, on the film, <laughs> The French Connection. Now, this is a, this is an odd episode for us. Usually, we have it where the host, which is me this week, will will have loved a film and recommend it to the to the to the second in command, whatever whatever the not the host is, Hugh, whatever Hugh is to be. The recommendee, week. isn't it? The recommendee, we, yeah, we, to give him some sort as of we praise. Decided in the past, yeah. it's, it's an odd episode because it's a guest request episode, which means Kevin. Uh, so I, I reached out to Kevin because on Twitter. 
I mean, we follow him on Twitter and interact with him on Twitter. I saw that he'd been catching up with Gene Hackman films because um, you give your three favourite Gene Hackman performances and number three was Ants. Uh, and I and know. as you said, I haven't seen many of his classic films. I was like, Mississippi Burning's not on this list. Okay, so as it's oh, transpired, yeah, I Kevin like had somebody, been catching up on somebody his gave, Somebody gave me a ton of shit for like, how dare these be your three great Gene you actually said in the tweet, by the way, I haven't seen his classics. And so I thought, what better time to watch The French Connection? Our good friend Ben, friend of the show Ben, has been on at me to watch French Connection for a while. So I thought, this is a great opportunity. Let's get Kevin on. He can watch French Connection for the first time. I can watch French Connection for the first time. And Hugh can watch The French Connection for the first time. Because of scheduling, Hugh is officially the recommendee. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give a bit of a synopsis uh, of this 1971 classic. Um, and then me and Kevin are going to basically reveal to you the list of what we thought about it. We'll have a break and then we'll find out Hugh's views so here's the synopsis it's uh it's New York and it's a couple of um uh, narcotics narcs guys they see something dodgy going down they're sort of just they're just going about their day they see something dodgy going down and essentially they are trying to foil a big drug uh delivery uh, about 32 million dollars worth of um of drugs being imported from France uh and it's essentially uh, Cloudy, played by Roy Scheider, and uh, Popeye, played by Gene Hackman, in an Oscar-winning performance, uh, trying to figure out what's going on with this thing, uh, trying to track down, trying to follow lots of tailing people uh, to see what's going to happen and if they can stop it, essentially. Uh, Gene Hackman plays Popeye, who really seems hell-bent on getting a collar, even if it comes at the expense of lives and, uh, you know, morality. Uh, and, it, that, you know, if you, you've, you've probably seen The French Connection, that's why you've clicked on this if you haven't it's on disney plus currently uh and also you should watch this you should watch that film before you listen to this episode um yeah. kevin we're, we're on tentahooks can you tell us what did you think of the french connection it's a classic it's a five-time oscar winner surely you loved it i thought it was fine like <laughs> you know <laughs> that's why i was like i felt the entire thing like okay when do i start loving this okay when do i start right. loving this i'm like oh shit i I, I, I think love it's, it. it's fine, like, you know. Um, <laughs> could, you, you know could you talk it, us through what, what were the things that you liked about well, it? So we'll start yeah, positively. Yeah, yeah, so we'll start positively. So the things I liked about it, I like, well, for, I like that the city of it actually feels like a real dirty, kind of gritty <laughs> city, you know. There's trash on the ground everywhere, and people are, it's very crowded. I, I like that aspect of it. I like that... You know, I, I think Gene Hackman's performance is great. Like, I think he completely disappears into that like dogged detective who will do anything to catch his man, regardless mm. of legalities or you know how much he violates his, racial know, sensitivities. Was, oh God, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked you know. I thought that it was shot very well, for, generally. Like the cinematography was good. Uh, the ac- the action sequences in it still hold up really well. Oh yeah. I'm not sure how Freed can, how director William Friedkin did them, but yeah, the, the action scenes when they kicked on, I was like, yeah, most of these are really good. Yeah. And th- yeah. There's, a, there's, there's an iconic chase scene in the movie. The, even like my DVD copy of like the Boxington's the iconic chase scene. And I was like, yeah. what is that? And I was like, oh, this is it. This is This is amazing. How this movie, like the climax of this thing, I thought was like, wow, this is, this is great. Like yeah. this is really intense. And I love how 
like carefully chaotic it is and the cutting and everything. Um, I mean, yeah, and I, I like I like the music for it in places. You know, like, you know, like it's good, like seventies thriller music. Yeah, very tense. Like the, yeah, like tense neo noir. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, like but like, 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 like detective, it's like detective stuff going on. Um, and yeah, and very I, archetypal, and, isn't it? But in, in yeah, a it's, sense, it's, it's almost like creating. I, I don't know. I don't really know the timeline of if it created those things or just followed neatly on from stuff. You know, the, yeah, the and I think, I suppose, the fifties, the forties, and fifties. Yeah, and I think that. And somebody said, you know, like you know, this. Somebody responded to me in my post about like, hey, you know, we'd never, nobody had ever seen anything like this in nineteen seventy one, and it, you know, set up a lot of like the buddy cop tropes and right you know the yeah. things that we see and thinking on that after it was like yeah i, I see that like you know the there's kind of a there's kind of a buddy relationship between hackman and scheider's characters yeah in here where scheider's trying to be like the the good cop and hackman's like no we will do whatever we have to do to get the part but it's like okay <laughs> you know so yeah that so yeah I, it, it was interesting watching it and being like, wow, this is what a 1970s blockbuster kind of yeah. was. Like, even Third before, highest grossing movie of the year. Like, yeah. Even before Jaws came out, I think that was in 75, so this That's is like right. pre-Jaws, like pre-blockbuster term is even a term, and I was like, yeah, this is this is kind of what my expectation of what a 70s crime film would be like. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. it's based on a true story, which that's right. I, I learned that after the fact, and I was kind of like, "What was the actual story?" Because well, some of what's this really so. What's really what's really actually funny and really annoying is I like to do a lot of research, and then you find out you could do as much research as you like, but it's already in the IMDb trivia. So yes. I watched a lot. Of, <laughs> I, I watched a documentary. I watched a bunch of interviews with Freakin, and I went. Oh, I've got so much good stuff. Let me just check the IMDb trivia. <laughs> oh, it's all there. <laughs> it's quoted from the same fucking interviews I've watched. It's all there. <laughs> and it is fascinating because those guys, Cloudy and Popeye, they're, they're there in this documentary. Mark Como did a documentary about this oh, uh, in the early 2000s before... Well, before Roy Scheider died, because he's in the fucking documentary, so it was before yeah. two thousand eight, basically. So he, yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all. I had no idea it was based on a true story either. And what's funny is it's it's based on a book that was written about the true story that William Freakin never read. <laughs> oh. He just couldn't. He said it was so thick headed, he just couldn't get through it. And oh, so he must that's... have skim read and talked to people, and he worked with the police yeah, and I became mean, I a guess... cop, basically. I mean, yeah, then that. I mean, I guess like I can believe that a cop would. Would be this brash in the seventies, yeah, especially like, I can, before I, certain regulations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can believe that's yeah. the thing. Because I, I was like, because I, I, I kind of was taken aback. Like, God, we can play about cops sometimes now. <laughs> oh no, it's so <laughs> it dirty, isn't it? It's so just <laughs> like. There's a guy, right? Let's just muck him up, and then he'll confess to <laughs> no, picking his feet in Poughkeepsie. That was, so, that, was so, that opening, this opening scene where Gene Hackman is running in a Santa Claus costume. I was like, this is the one of the 
goofiest things I've ever seen. And yeah, also, also but, one of the most but awesome. But based on I was like, he would play Jingle Bells when he sees a drug deal going on. And that, it's interesting, that, something you said earlier about you know that the impact this had. I felt my, what's interesting was watching it now. I found myself being nostalgic about GTA Four and Driver and various other things. Oh. Even an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine, where it's like, no, no, you're supposed to feel nostalgic about the French Connection, playing those things and watching those things. I've got the wrong way around. But then I gave I give credit to what GTA Four for funny. having the, the that, L track. That is funny. That is funny because it's like, like the car chase scenes in this film are totally oh. like GTA car well, chases in the seventies. I'm sure the listener will know this if they love this film and, and they knew about it. Hugh, Kevin, did you know they didn't? That was the real public. Really? That they were driving up to, yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't. They had, they had some control and some permission, but basically, they, they didn't. Like they basically drove down actual streets with actual pedestrians and actual oh. other motorists. <laughs> so, um, Bill Hickman, uh. who's got a role in the film, but was also the, the stunt driver. Gene Hackman did a lot of the driving, and funnily enough, got the role partly because he could drive, and the other guy that they worked with couldn't. <laughs> William Freakin says uh, the the stunt driver who who done an amazing job already he was like ah no that's not that's not really good I I don't I don't think this is going to be very good and he basically challenges his masculinity and manhood William Friedkin rode in the car with them because he said the other camera operators had children and families and he didn't he was, <laughs> he was thirty six and he didn't have any of that and he just rode twenty six blocks down really fast and. They kind of shot it at a certain angle so it looks like he's closer than he is. But that was actual members of the public. <laughs> Similarly, the trains, they got no permission from the New York authorities to just go on those trains so much of the time. It's honestly like... And I really think he said, I would never do that now, but... Those reactions. Oh my God, the reactions on the train. I love that scene because like, the reactions on the train, like, these feel so real. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> For a very good yeah. The, the, the word I had all the way through my head watching this film was authentic and real. and Because it was, you know, like, they just shot. <laughs> <laughs> they just did these things and then just shot what happened. Yeah. Well, no, it's a holocaust. It's cannibal like, holocaust. So, it's so they, authentic. They shoot they a really woman this in cold blood. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's walking There's a lot of deaths. Around. A lot of deaths. I was surprised they got a French Connection sequel because there was a lot you know, of deaths. That poor child. Because I was, cause I was thinking, because I was thinking, like I'm thinking, like cause in the beginning of the movie, they shoot, like the, the villain shoots the guy, mm. and I'm like, oh god, did that poor man actually die on camera? <laughs> <laughs> they just dropped the, they just dropped the loaf of bread on so him. So many French people died. It's, it's just not so not fair. So Sam, what what did you? So just moving on to your mm. part of the review. So what did you like about the French connection? Uh, so all in that was I was really impressed by just how little hand holding there was. Again, I. I suppose it's the same point of authenticity, but the reason why I love The Wire is because it's like you, you, you're a fly on the wall in a real conversation. It's not like they're saying, oh, hi, sis, uh, congratulations on the fact that it's your wedding today. Are you a bit worried about the fact that we're, we're worried about <laughs> You know, it's like, this is not for us. And so this film, it's like 15 minutes of them just being cops, and he goes, oh, that guy's a bit dirty. Um, do you want to spend two hours of a film following that guy and what he's doing? Well, let's see what happens. And it's just, they're not holding your hands. Like, why does he keep asking asking people about picking the feet in Poughkeepsie? You have to look at the IMDb trivia and interviews to be like, oh, that was I his way no of... I have no idea. I have no idea. I was like, why is he asking that was his, all like, these people that? That was his technique of like putting people off guard. That was like, is it kind of interrogation technique? 
why do they keep putting a, a straw hat on the parcel shelf for the back of the car? Well, yeah. that was the that was the language at the time that these undercover cops are on duty at the time. You know, the, all these things okay. that you just you, like you could have a narrate, you could have Morgan Freeman going, and of course uh, he's asking this because he wants to put the guy off and uh, make him confess. <laughs> you just go, well, these are good guys doing the job, you know. And I really like, <laughs> I, I I love that hand holding, not hand holding thing because I sort of hate it at first because I go, well, what am I supposed to do with this information? And then, and then later, I really appreciate it. And I found with this film that I enjoyed it while I was watching it, uh, at least in major parts. Like, for most of the film, I really enjoyed watching it. But it's in the 24 hours since I watched it that I just loved it. I absolutely fell in love with this film uh, in retrospect. Because I think, that in, in, because it's so sort of shambling and ambling and rambling, uh, you don't always love it all the time, but but afterwards you just like that held together so well and, and was brilliant. Just I think the authenticity and that kind of like ballsy thing. And I have to say, Gene Hackman. I mean, similar to you, Kevin. I I really hadn't seen many Gene Hackman films. We've done Mississippi Burning through this podcast. Is that the only Gene Hackman film here we've done? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, and I watched um, that and f- absolutely fell in love with him. I'd, I'd seen him in other films, but I'd never really... He wasn't on my radar, really, to be honest. Uh, and loved him in Mississippi Burning. And he has uh, this blue-collar charm, without being too bawdy or something, that, that not many actors have. He's really not a good guy. He's a pretty despicable person, even by probably by 1970s standards, certainly by today, he, obviously in his use of racial epithets. Um and and also I love that he's not this stereotype really. He's kind of he's married to the job and he's and he's and he's a bulldog about it. But it's not like it keeps going back to his his uh, alcoholism and his beleaguered wife. Uh, and uh, he's not looking in the mirror about oh, that kid that died. Yeah, you know, I, I his, yeah, and I and I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that yeah. too. Kind of where it's like I, I kind of kept waiting where it's like okay, so where's the part where he has a bottle of Jack and where's the wife that he has? <laughs> waiting for the cliche. That, that he has. He's got a gun you know, with one bullet in it, and it says like me. He's written into the carved into the gun, <laughs> into the bullet. You know, the end. I was surprised there aren't these cop cliches here that I'm so used to seeing. Yeah. It's like wow, there's. There's no wife that hates how much he's on the job all the time, and no child that he's yeah. that he's not giving enough love to, and no. But his life is literally the job and being on the job. So that that was kind of a novel thing. Like, wow, it's actually yeah. like a cop film where they've cut out all the parts that people normally complain about. Yeah, like, just stay yeah, on yeah. the case. But exactly, yeah. Although his his character is that without the need for that, and he does have a you know a supervisor, a, a authority. Yeah, yeah. Supervisor. Super, you I got forty eight hours. Supervisor. I felt bad. <laughs> the for DA's the really on my ass with this, so, you know. All that stuff. <laughs> I've had the I just had the mayor on the call. I love the supervisor. It was like this. He would be like the worst. Like I felt bad for the supervisor so much. It's like wow, this guy's going out beating people, just causing <laughs> yeah. accidents. It's like wow. We we already being know being racist is a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Did you say speak? These poor guys. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oh dear, we've lost it. Please don't die. Please don't. <laughs> so we've done. We'd the, we've done the think of the stuff. paperwork we'd have to go through. <laughs> now, Hugh, we, we need to know what Hugh will think of this. Kevin, what reasons might Hugh have for not liking this film? Do Do you think he well, likes it? What might people not like about well, it? Well, I. I Oh, I can't. I can't speak for. I can't speak for like what Hugh might like or not like about it. But I, I can say like for 
for people who have never seen this before, or have never, who maybe aren't aware of its classic stats, let's just say you're turning this, let's just say you're, you're turning this on because someone has recommended it to you. I would say like the, the like the 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 first scene where he's like being super racist would be a turn off to somebody. I think <laughs> this that, is our I think protagonist. So, yeah, that, that was my reaction. I was like, I don't like you. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's like that might be a turn off. I think the the pacing of it in certain points, like with how yeah. meticulous it is, yeah. with him g- going through like every single bit of the like detective stuff, might be a little drawn out. For some people, again, this is by modern standards. Um, and yeah, I think that the fact that there is very little hand-holding um, would be, you know, it, it. I think that some people might want a little bit more of that. Like, okay, explain to me a little bit more what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> Please, because I don't What know. is going on? <laughs> are, we, are we still following Sal? What, what, like, nobody, there wasn't somebody telling me what, <laughs> what went wrong here. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah. And, there's this meandering thing where you're like, okay, I don't know why this scene is here. Um, yes, really. there's a lot. Of, there's a there's a lot of that meandering going on. In this yeah, film. it's been a bit of a theme, not so much recently, but in in, in our episode, in our show of uh, films from fifty, sixty, well, forty, fifty, sixty years ago was the 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 pacing thing. You know, are we a bit more impatient now? Mm-hmm. I'm really and intrigued. I think, I think so, if I was yeah. to, sorry, go on, Kevin. So yeah, I I think I think that. I, I realized this watching it, and I was like, yeah, in the 70s, this was probably called a fast-paced film, but by mm. today's standards, I would call it kind of slower, you know. It's, oh, inconsistent, it's, I suppose. Well, you know, yeah, 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 no, it's it, it, inconsistent. Like, in the action scenes, it's very, very fast, and it's like, yes, I'm yeah. in. And it's like, oh, he's going to talk to somebody or going to rough up somebody or going to a, you're going to a jazz club it's like okay <laughs> you you are left wondering okay what i can't remember i can't figure out the relevance of this scene what's interesting with actually with the action sequences they're, they're fast in that they're intense but actually they they take their time as well yes. it's intense you know they're trailing somebody and probably if you made this film now you'd do that in a, in a couple minutes it's like a five minute follow them down that street then follow them down that street, and then that one and that one, and he goes in a shop, and he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. For me, yeah. I, I I loved this film doing that, but I, yeah, it really for modern sensibilities could be difficult. I think Hugh, if I, you know, knowing Hugh, knowing Hugh as I have for twenty something years, um, I think you might have a similar response that that Kevin has had, which is probably that you like and appreciate this film but don't love it. I think what that's the what did you like about the film, Sam? I agree with the meandering stuff. Um, uh, it was a bit uncomfortable having his, him as a protagonist, but I, I genuinely, generally um, don't think you have to agree with a protagonist on everything. I think you have to accept or uh, respect an aspect of him, which is he's driven and he's married to the job. Um, you know, a couple of filmmaking things, some of the ADR is absolutely terrible, like when Sal and... Um, was his name Charnier, the the French guy, uh, talking in Washington. Yeah. It's 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 noticeably bad. They break the one eighty oh, right, rule okay. as well a bit in in a couple in one or two of the scenes. Uh, to but that's the sort of like that's the sort of thing that you can just do when you're a young. He was thirty six when he won the Oscar for best director. You can sort of do as a young filmmaker. This is his third feature, I think, where people go. What's, uh, sorry, oh, what, so what? So, sorry for those who don't know. I myself. What's the one eighty rule? Oh, okay. So there's a conversation between I think it's between Sal. Oh no, it's not the friend. Anyway, it's between Sal and one of his uh, drug dealer 
uh, consorts and mm-hmm. they're talking and Sal is on the left and his uh, consort is on the right not consort he's, he's um, you know confederate is on the right mm. and then it just cuts to the reverse angle and suddenly Sal's on the right and the, the other guys oh, on the left it, just it, really it messes with the it messes yeah. with like the geography of I just the, thought, the audience like, it just seemed like I thought yeah, yeah. oh I wonder what this is trying to do and I thought oh well they probably just had a small room because they didn't have a big budget and they probably just yeah. wanted to film it for two angles and this is a young filmmaker who, you know, doesn't have access to the internet and all the rules of filmmaking. So there was just a couple of like shoddy, just a couple of shoddy bits like that. But actually, the shoddiness mostly uh, lends itself to authenticity because it seems sort of handheld. It's almost like the thick of it, kind of like chasing after people, uh, handheld sort of thing. So but yeah, if I was to summarize, I think Hugh, I think you'll probably have a lot of the same reservations me and Kevin have had. But ultimately, I think I think you'll appreciate it more than love it. And, and I don't know about you, listener, but I am excited to find out. So, Kevin, what do you reckon? Sure. Is you going to like the film or not? Yes or no? Uh, I would, I would recommend oh. watching it. That's six know. words rather than one. Uh, yes or no? Oh, what do you think? So, sorry, like the film? sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Comes on here, kind of vaguely gets the concept. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> That's fine. Yes. What do you reckon? Okay. Yes or no? I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold he you to it. He said yes. Oh, he said yes. Okay, great stuff. Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to go to a break. Listen, I want you to decide in your own mind and, t- and tell yourself out loud. Tell your loved ones. Yes or no, will you like this film? <laughs> tell the person you sat next to on the bus. Absolutely. Yes or no. <laughs> just say yes or no. I won't <laughs> accept anything film. more than <laughs> yes or no. Uh, and join us after the break for Hugh's Views. Welcome back to Please Watch This. We're ready for Hugh's views. Hugh, what did you think of The French Connection? Uh, so, The French Connection, 1971. Um, just to that. give you a... Yeah, just to... <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, just, to, just to give some context, uh, Gene Hackman was already 41 when he made this film. All his co-stars are well dead. All his co-stars are well yeah, dead. Yeah. <laughs> 41. He's doing well is in ninety two. William Friedkin still alive? Still, still knocking about, yeah. Because yeah. he, he's younger. Yeah. He's younger. Because he's younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else turned dead. They're all dead. Yeah. Um, they're all dead. Yeah. That and baby in the cot yeah. that's an orphan now. Dead. <laughs> I mean, as we established, that woman who got shot dead. That man, she died that day. That man in the first scene who got shot in the face actually shot in the face. Actually, that was the kind of budget they were on. Cinema verity. Yeah, we can't afford slugs, but we can't afford bullets. Can't afford blanks, but we're going to shoot you in the face. So yeah. So what did I like about the? French connection um, I loved and it's kind of what Kevin liked I loved how gritty it was it yeah. just you didn't you for, almost forgot you were watching a film you just felt like yeah. you were watching almost like a documentary and I think that was something because um, I watched some of that documentary you watched Sam that Kermode oh, he still had yeah. when he didn't have grey hair <laughs> um, handsome bugger wasn't he yeah well he had a look didn't he um, yeah. Yeah. and in that it was saying you know one of the reasons they were interested in having William Freakin do this film was because of his uh, documentary background and you could see that like you said you know the fact that you said you were getting nostalgic for GTA 4 or 3 <laughs> or something because because you've got that camera angle haven't you where you can view the um, you know when you're in the car it does it from the, the front of the car yeah. and a lot of the shots in this film and the, that chase you were talking about Kevin is from that 
bumper view of the car yeah. and it gives you that sort of and I felt and I was watching that going wow you don't this is I didn't realise they were doing this kind of stuff back so early on in you know these sort of films you know I thought everything action scenes in older films were tended to be quite static yeah. shots so I yeah I could see how you know like you said there was nothing like this before this film because to us it seems old hat but back then it was very fresh and new and <coughs> well you know, sorry, sorry to put in but it kind of reminded different. me of a, an old Bill Hicks bit where he's like has anyone seen Terminator 2 that came out you know he's obviously talking in sort of 1992 kind of time ninety-one-ninety-two, mm. and he says that is the best that stunts are ever going to get like that is amazing you know the only way you could get better is get terminally ill people and get them to be stuntmen and just be like you know, do you want your granny kind of <laughs> dying, you know, translucent skin and all, so all that? Or do you want her to meet Chuck Norris? You know, and like, <laughs> that's the only way we're going to get better stunts. And I thought, oh, no. like, you, you get as good as you can get in real terms. And then what we've had for the last 20 or 30 years or whatever is just a deluge of overly CGI'd or overly, overly manufactured. So we're kind of desensitized. Yeah. And then you watch a film like this and you go, oh, I actually felt emotion uh, visceral emotions about that chase scene. yeah, yeah I, I did not I, feel yeah. in anything that had CGI or, or, or there was just you know even the Matrix Reloaded I didn't really feel like I felt watching this chase scene in that because it just wasn't I knew it wasn't real well you know? yeah I, I kind of felt that too with the Matrix Reloaded which I, I just saw the Matrix Reloaded for the first time Ooh, and it really? was like well wow. yeah cause I, I, I was like seven when these were coming out or like only yeah, ten so right. I wasn't really around yeah. so yeah watching the Matrix again and you know, I liked the Matrix one and then the Matrix Reload I was like I actually like some of, some aspects of this better yeah than the first yeah. one because I felt like you think like someone in, might crash <laughs> well, well let's say it's like the action in it I thought it was great but what I liked about Reloaded that the original didn't give me was that I got a better sense of the world of the Matrix. I got a better sense of these characters and their relationships with each other. Yeah. Kind of. Whereas the first movie, it, it's necessary to do this because there's a lot of stuff being thrown. The first movie yeah. is really, really heavy on exposition and not a ton of character for me. Where yeah. the second one was like, okay, we've established how this stuff works. Now let's get to know this world and these people. That's right. And just, you know, who they are. And I liked knowing. Mm-hmm. But then, as a side by side, the French connection, you go, well, that's a you know a thing that's really exciting and, and so on, but it's ultimately kind of not real. And then you get the French connection, and it's really like, well, they clearly yeah. drove a car, and sometimes yes. it crashed, and sometimes it yes. didn't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the, the, the car crashing! Yeah. I, I felt bad for that car. I was like, oh. <laughs> I felt bad for the owner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it's like, yeah, when will I get it back? Well, I don't know. That, that, that was so amazing. You're never getting this car back. Shout out! I work at this place. <laughs> you know, just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, was that was amazing. Like when Hagman's, when he's when Popeye's like trying to like find a car and no one's stopping for him. Why would you yeah. stop? Bad job. Why? Yeah, a madman waving his arms around in the middle of the road. You'd, if anything, you'd speed up. Run him down. So, Hugh, were those like the big? Was there the the day? I, I was just going to say. So, also the other things that I liked about it was, um, you know, the story. Right, I, I felt like the first hour of the film was pretty slow. Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, maybe that was seen as fast-paced, like you said, back in 71, but it was pretty slow, and like you said, it didn't hold your hand, and you kind of had to figure out who everyone was, and it was a bit, it could be, it felt a bit disjointed at times, and like, like you know, when they go to that bar at the, originally, and... Um, you know, Gene Hackman's character Popeye notices, um, is it, oh, what's the character called? Sal. Um, Sal. Sal, yeah, when he notices Sal 
drinking it up, living it up there. And he's like, oh, that guy's got some connections with drug dealers uptown or whatever. And I just thought, oh, he went there because he knew those guys were there. But it wasn't. He wasn't going there because he knew he was there. He just went there because he wanted to drink, and he can't turn. He can't turn <laughs> yeah. his cop brain off. Yeah. And ultimately, they go from like what's meant to be like a couple of drinks after work to they go on a stakeout. Yeah. They neither of them go home. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. The ambiguity of it is, uh, there's a sort of guy where if he said, "Oh, come on, let's we have to go to this place for thirty minutes or whatever." I think, oh, maybe he is chasing something. Maybe he's so married to the job that he's like, maybe some, yeah. you know, and it's not answered in that. That's why he's got the nickname Popeye because he actually, uh, yeah. he actually says, let's Popeye over to so-and-so. He's always Popeye in over to this watering hole, that place, that place, you know. Yeah. I think there was something interesting as well that you guys were kind of talking about earlier was because he's so invested in the job and his job is his world, basically, that he's, when you do see a bit of his personal life, when, um, you know, you see him in the in his flat uh, or in his apartment, Kevin, um, when you see him <laughs> in his apartment, and his apartment's tiny and it's messy and it's grubby and it's, you know, he's, he's, on, a, he's on a pull-out bed, isn't he, you know, from a sofa bed. Like, he's not, he, the, the, the heroine that they're after is almost... It has, you know, the people who take it, they live lives like that. And then, but the people who are chasing after them also kind of live lives like that. It has, you know, there's other, they're users, but in almost a different way, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. And again, yeah. they're, they're, they're only marginally better off. It's that, that you like the wire, Hugh, because, you know, McNulty, <laughs> who's the most sort of driven of the, of the police, he lives, he sleeps on a mattress. Well, you know, there's yeah, I mean, I wasn't, underneath it, you know. I, mean, I, I honestly wasn't surprised. I, I honestly wasn't surprised at all. I was like, yep, this is how I expect this guy to live because his, <laughs> yeah, his life yeah, is entire. Yeah, he is, he is dynamite life. to women. <laughs> <He's> really, <laughs> yeah, like that, that, that one was a yeah, knockout. That, <laughs> like, I couldn't believe I didn't, yeah, I, I, didn't, I, didn't buy, I didn't buy that. No, I didn't. No. Buy, no, I'll be, I'll be, until you mentioned it, I didn't realize yeah. that that even was his flat. I thought... Why is he sleeping in a hotel in a hotel with someone? <laughs> like that's honestly what I thought. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So I, I, but then after the, but after the first hour, I think the story really ramps up, and you sort of you get an idea who the players are. Yeah, you know that they're the cops. These are the drug dealers. You know, you realise that, like, like you said, Sal's a bit of a. He's not the brightest. He's trying to make a deal, but then you meet. You know, you, you're following Charnier more yeah. and more and more, and you just realise just how intelligent that when guy. He's the brains of the operation. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like you said, yeah. You like at no point did I ever. You only nominally kind of on the side of the cops because it's heroin. I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, oh, this is a drug that fucks people up. Basically. Yeah, and if you had more time, like let's say a TV show like The Wire, uh, they could get into why that's bad, why heroin is bad. Can we stop talking about The Wire? <laughs> this is a review of The Wire. This is a review of The French Connection. Uh, the all wire I'm doing is wait until 100. Episode 200 is going to be first episode of The Wire. Episode 200 is going to be second episode of The Wire. Et al. I actually haven't seen The Wire Actually, oh, uh, Kevin, can I make a recommendation? Please watch The, the Wire. wire? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I remember my dad used to watch it, and he was like, this is a really great show. I'm like, okay, great, I'll, I'll check it out. Now I have HBO, so I can actually do it. There you go. Yes. Tonight, I, you know, if you're free, watch three episodes. Six, why three, not? Three episodes. I had, I, had to finish, I had to finish Yellow Jackets first. It's from this decade. Oh, Tomorrow, that, uh, do The Wire. Tomorrow. <laughs> 
yeah, it's on all of it according <laughs> all of to it. Sam oh, yeah, yeah, just watch, it. Just, yeah. Yeah, the wire just completed it I, I, I should just uh, take off all of work tomorrow and just binge through the wire in 24 hours well what are the negative consequences of that <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> Over, overall you're going to be plus so you're going to be fine um, yeah. would you, you like to hear likes? one other thing would you like to hear one other thing that I liked about the French Connection yes um, I really enjoyed the racism uh, Within <laughs> against um, the fucking Greeks, father. <laughs> uh, seven minutes in, uh, you have the world's most French conversation. And the man, uh, the French people oh, talking yeah. about unions and not working. Yeah, I love that scene. Jesus surrendering. I love that. I love how it just. I love how it just cuts from Hagman just straight to them talking about unions. I was like, that's that's. That's boss right there. It's incredibly French. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so are you perhaps interested in maybe what I didn't like about this film? Yes. God, what didn't how you? full is the... Right, so just look at your notes for me, Hugh. Uh, word-wise, what's the sort of proportion of liked to disliked? Um, oh, I only have one thing that I didn't like about this film. Oh, so about, eight, about to 90 thing. to 10 or 80 to 20. Go on. What's Pretty the one much. thing you didn't really like? Uh, but it is, a big, it is a bit of a big problem. Go on. And Sam's not going to enjoy this. I know Kevin, because oh, I know Sam. Is it time. character motivation? Yeah. No character motivation was fine. Oh, no, fine, everyone fine. was had yes. no. The, is that's it the writing. This is the writing. Yes. The, no, no, it's not suspension of disbelief. <laughs> no, the, everything in this, the writing, the characters, everything is pretty spot on. The only thing I didn't like, I just didn't like the ending. The ending ah, is so bad. Yeah, yeah it's just it, it. It it comes out of like you said. It's very sudden. It's very abrupt. It builds great tension, and then you hear the gunshot, and then it just cuts to like. And then this person got off on a yeah. Oh my god! And yes. These people were split up, and that is like, when what? you know it's a f- true story because nobody yeah. would ever suppose uh, it. Nobody would, no would even think of ending a film like that if it wasn't a <laughs> true story. Yeah. No. Yeah, and also like he just straight up accidentally murders uh, Muldrig. He couldn't give a shit. He couldn't care It's like he's killed. It's like he's killed a stray dog or a cat. Yeah, that that or a rat. I agree. That the way that ended, yeah. I was like, this is really. Yeah. This is how yeah, we're ending it. Was it? So really? disappointing. But where's the other Honestly, five minutes? Not, uh, to be honest, yeah. Sam, not to give away my rating, but it, I think this film, if it had a better ending, would have been a nine or a ten. And yeah. it just yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm going for that. That is good. Like yeah, you know, it's a quality film, Kevin. Yeah. I know you said you weren't overly into it, yeah. but this film is you. Could, it is properly good. It's yeah, really it's a proper grown-up yeah. adult film. No, I agree. It? I agree. It's a. I agree. It's a proper like adult film. Like it doesn't. Like, <laughs> not that, not that kind of, not that kind of adult. Film. Just the way you said it, mate. Here's, here's a challenge for you. Can you? Do, so I want you to tell me that you're that you prefer reading books that are for grown-ups rather than children, without it sounding like you read porn or erotic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what word would you just use to describe the books that you read that doesn't make I, it sound like you read porn? Sure. Yes, yeah, so I read. <laughs> I, read, I read books for um, grown-ups I read, that's I read, I read I read I read, yeah, I, read no, I read novels for intellectuals porn that's porn <laughs> no. yeah. so what did so what so so you guys were the same as myself you thought the ending with yeah. it being so abrupt and yeah it, but, it was this, yeah. It's the fact that the tension built up oh, so much yeah, and the, then the he tension, just cuts out. Well, he just leaves the room it, that's it's it. actually, it seems like bad filming. It's actually it's just, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's actually just like, 
I think the movie's climax, where he's like chasing the Frenchman down, and like, like the like that is so great. And then every single thing after that, I was like, "Why don't we just end?" Because it, it, it just it's like I was really going like, "Wait, no, the villains are defeated, right? Like, why are we spending time with the car? And why are we having? Why do you have a roadblock and, on that side, but nothing like, on that side? What's going like, on? Block like, them off yeah, on." Look, what, do you like think they weren't so... going to reverse the car? Up the bit, up the <laughs> Have no, someone yeah. stationed there, no, for Christ's sake. Like, 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 like the last ten minutes of this, probably the last ten minutes of this, I was just like, you know, guys, you should have ended it ten minutes ago on a high. Like, I would have come out of this saying, I would have come out of this feeling a lot better if you'd yeah. ended it like on that high instead of... Keeping it going for another ten minutes. I think that's. I think that's how you know it's like Sam said. It's based on a true story, yeah. because they go out of their way to show you where Every, everything. And I was People like, I don't know. Like and it is quite. A, it is yeah. quite a clever place where it's hidden. All in, in the car. It's yeah. in the car, isn't it? Yeah, because they yeah. absolutely yeah, tear it. When he says, oh, tear it apart, I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, ruff, ruffle a few seats or whatever. No, we've got oh, a drill, no, no. we've got all, we've got, we're going to absolutely oh. rip this to shit. and uh, destroy the entire car. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that was fascinating. I, I, I sort of thought almost that he was talking metaphorically and then he would go somewhere else, but actually that's a whole scene, isn't it? And, and it really takes his time with that scene. Yeah, you, you're right. There's so much to love in this film. And Hugh, did you feel like I did that it was kind of like you loved it more in retrospect than when you were watching or is this an immediate like this is a great film while you're watching it I felt more or less when it got to sort of you know when they I think it's after you know he um, when he shoots the guy who tries to kill him oh yeah and they have the famous chase that we were talking about I think yeah. it's at that point that I was like oh, it's a proper good film this isn't it because you're feeling this, things this yeah. solid yeah. Like you can intellectualise yeah. the film experience but or you can go oh my blood pressure's up this is a good film like this is you just, I was right just thing. invested I was invested I cared about you know the investigation I guess yeah yeah and I cared about and obviously because that guy's tried to kill him you know what I mean you know what are the consequences I think maybe something I would have preferred is maybe to find out the consequences of him killing Mulridge by accident because yeah. just he's just because like you said it just cuts to a title card it's so gives just you like speech yeah, and yeah. It's like, oh like, yeah he, this he, happens was he not prosecuted for that like was he not <laughs> Well, it's just like him. Him is probably just re. He would just reassign, and I was like, "Oh, that's it. This is a familiar story." Okay. Yeah. Officer reassigned. Vicar is reassigned to a new parish. Yeah, exactly. He's spoiled that parish. One thing I really enjoyed as well is, you know, when you get films that are set in like the past, you know, in the last like the second half of the twentieth century, like the seventies or eighties, and they can make everything look they can make everything almost look like it is set in that decade oh, but you yeah. just can't quite get that that grime that, yeah. of the of the yeah. films you know, they real. didn't buy every car there in 1971. Some of those cars from 1960 or whatever, you know, like yeah, yeah. And yeah that is, that's that's uh, always a pet peeve of mine actually. Yeah. When they do go back to a previous era, everything sort of looks. Of and that here's David Bowie's latest year. release. Yeah. What, what yeah. that right. week? Like people, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people don't listen to always listen to songs that were released that week. Yeah. They listen to songs from ten years. There's ago. There's a lot of Dean Martin yeah. fans. Yeah. Yeah. The cars yeah. are ten years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Kevin, you, Kevin, as, as some of the listeners might have noticed, you're not from the UK. You know, um, you might have a bit more yeah. insight into this. Uh, I don't suppose you were in New York in 1971, but um, no, you know, I, with I, it, was there an authenticity there that we might not have seen um, in some way? Of like what New York? I think. 
that you know, I, I I wasn't around in 1971, so I can't tell you exactly like it, how 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 authentic it was. Like, but yeah. it, I just got the feeling of I have been to New York a few times, you know, in my life, and I so felt are you like on the East Coast, are you of America, or kind of? Uh, yeah, I'm Georgia you? in in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Right. Right. And so I. So again, I got are you this, on the east coast of America, or uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> where, I'm sorry. so Georgia? Um, where is that? Where, where we, just sorry. tell me. Just, so this is the east coast. Tell me when to stop. Uh, <laughs> 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 where is Georgia? Uh, I don't know. No, the answer is not, <laughs> Oh yeah, it's right above that. We're right above so, east coast. Yeah, we're right above Florida. Um, but yeah, I, I thought. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're. Yeah. We're in the deep. We're in the. We're called the deep south. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all so, I know is you got the same time zone as New York. So the. Yeah. Yes. 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 Far, you're basically yeah, New pretty, York or Massachusetts. <laughs> pretty much. You know what? You know what? You know what? I'm in. I'm in Atlanta. It's Georgia's New York. Everything is too pricey. Um, yeah. I. Th- but yeah. I do think that. But yeah. I do think that the film, it gets across this being like a realistic, authentic world. With how mm-hmm. it looks and the way that it's shot, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Like you said, it feels kind of like a documentary at times. With how much time it spends on like the little parts of the investigation that we don't often see, like yeah. people just walking somewhere and tailing somebody for five minutes across yeah. various streets. I mean, the thing like it, it is like a GTA game where it's like, all right, tail this person. Literally <laughs> <laughs> the entire tail. Well, there's a common phrase which is, um, you know, save the shoe leather, which was often what, which was often for investigations and noirs and so on, which was you don't have to show them walking from there to there. And I, I just I love filmmakers who go, oh, is that the rule? Well, uh, I don't care. Like this I'm is better for my it. film if I break it. Yeah, and hmm. I mentioned well, last week. I, must, I mentioned Licorice Pizza about seventeen times last week because Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> is a filmmaker who goes, well, that's a rule, and I, I know that rule, but I, now I know why I'm not following that rule because it still works yeah. without it. You yeah. know, and it definitely so, does here. I think that let's is, get on to yeah. some some favorite scenes and so yeah. on. So let's let's, uh, on. let's yes. get to a bit. So um, yes. Kevin is our. Esteemed guest, yes. uh, if you had to uh, nominate one scene as your favorite scene, what would you choose? Okay, um, okay. Let, I actually have this pulled up. Let me let me see this here. Uh, my favorite scene. So Atlanta is known for producing peaches. So. Yeah, <laughs> trying to yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to fill for you. That's okay. Uh, your uh, Georgia is the world's, <laughs> second world's largest peach producer. Well, <laughs> is, is peach some really like dirty, raunchy thing over in the UK? Like, I don't know. A bunch of peaches out of Atlanta, Georgia. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's now. <laughs> now that you've made it sound erotic. <laughs> um, I know it sometimes stands in for the bum. Emerge, oh yeah, we all we all have that issue. Yeah. We we. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to fill Sam. Shut up. <laughs> uh, my favorite, my, my favorite, so, yeah, favorite scene. Okay. <laughs> my, my favorite scene, seamless. <laughs> my favorite scene is the actually it is the climax where Hackman is just like rushing to get to this to get to this train station and it's cutting back between him driving that car like a madman yeah. and the Frenchman on the train and you know terrifying all the people for real and all of that I mean, it's a very it's this very intense scene it's like yeah. wow I did, like from where this movie started I did not expect it to ramp up this much in intensity and it was a really 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 strong climax 
completely agree yeah. and I would be so surprised if the three of us don't have that as our favourite scene at least there's yeah. a scene that will ten years from now be you hear French Connection you think a guy that tries to chase a train uh, and yes. the, <laughs> in actual <laughs> traffic well, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. man causes many injuries <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I completely yes. agree I, I also in terms of making me love this film I really liked the first um, scene where they're trailing the people and following and they're sort of dovetailing and you know Gene Hackman will follow them for a block but then it's going to be cloudy and then it's this person and that person because it just really took its time with that it was literally like three or four minutes of that sort of stuff uh, Hugh I, I assume one of those two is at least your favourite scene or so my favourite scene is the scene when he's uh, when um, uh, Popeye's uh, following the Frenchman out of the hotel yeah. oh right yeah this yeah. lovely little cat and mouse game and ultimately the Frenchman beats him yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean but it's weird that he, it's so obvious. Like he, the Frenchman's made him so soon, yeah, and he knows he's made him, but he still kind of pretends he's that he's committed. <laughs> yeah, and no, I love that look that the Frenchman gives him, like, Haha, you're not catching. <laughs> yeah, and he waves, him, <laughs> and, he waves and then at the end, when they catch them, and he's like, he waves <laughs> the same way. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I you did know, love to, that, to that jump the gun, that is my favorite shot: the Frenchman waving through the window. Is, you know, is like, it? Yeah, okay. that, that okay. is uh, Lines. Now, I don't know about you, gents, but I thought. The the, the 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 sort of commitment to authenticity that this film didn't have many film quotable uh, witty lines, but it had real banter lines. No, yeah, it didn't. You know, yeah. banter is not something you get tattooed on yourself, but it is something that you remember as friends. But like witty yeah. film lines are stuff you, you you might get maybe not tattooed, you, but you, you'd put as a you, you put would, a face would have to say in twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah, you would have to say that this film is very well written like you said, because of its authenticity, but yeah. it doesn't lend to memorable quotes. No. Exactly, yeah. So did it, either of on. you pick out a really memorable, that was the line for me? Uh, Kevin, I'll start with you. Uh, what would you say? Yeah, um, so I, so my, my favourite my favorite line, or my favourite exchange in the film, because it, it kind of got a chuckle out of me, was a, uh, Police emergency! I need your car. When am I gonna get it back? <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite line. I was like, "Oh my Never. god!" Yes. <laughs> Never, you nerd. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my favorite line. It was like, "Sucker!" Yeah, because that guy, I was like, "That would have been me." Someone asked like, that. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably like to help out, but I would know immediately that I've made the wrong decision. <laughs> as soon as you like. You where don't. do you live? What's what's your name? Where, where do you work? <laughs> I work at this. Uh, you know, <laughs> what's your number? Oh, one nine two five five. Five five five. Not gonna work. That's a great choice, Kevin. I have to say, uh, Hugh, what would you say is your yeah. favourite line, Hugh? So I went. Uh, I went with. Um, the bit when the chemist, you know, when they're testing how oh, pure yeah. the heroin is, and he goes on that little spiel. He's, he's very like, pleased with himself, that guy, isn't he? Oh, he is yeah. very For a scumbag. And is it, <laughs> yeah, as the temperature's rising, and he's like, blast off, 180, 200, good housekeeping, seal of approval, uh, 210, US government certified, 220, lunar trajectory, Junk off, junk of the month club, sirloin steak, two thirty, grade A poison, absolute dynamite, eighty nine percent pure junk, best I've ever seen. If the rest is like this, you're going to be dealing this load for two years. You know what, Hugh? Now I've heard you say it, I hate it. 
<laughs> I, I still like it. That that that, that scene was cool too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to host a podcast, Cam? No. <laughs> Do you want to be a co-host? He'll make you edit. Uh, don't do it, Cam. Don't do it. Sorry. Yeah, there weren't, there weren't many. I mean, uh, I wrote a few down, but I just uh, I, I I quite like that uh, very early on when they're when they're busting that guy uh, and. Um, Popeye says, uh, "Well, you know, you shiv my partner here, and all winter long I got here. I got to listen to him gripe about his bowling scores, uh, which I thought was very good. So, yeah. Cloudy's been hit, and his arms messed up, so he's not going to be very good at bowling anymore. Uh, and it's just like uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, I quite yeah. like that. Uh, but that is probably an indication that this film did not have quotable lines." Which is why I've probably <laughs> never heard anyone quote the French Connection. It has to be said, pretty much. Yeah. No, for as much for as much as it stands as a monolith, in that you should have seen this film if you like films. It's not really in popular culture for its lines. It's in popular culture for I its think scenes, it, its chases. Yeah, it's it's, it's aesthetic, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's it's what it is. Yeah, like you said, like you don't really actually like Popeye all that much because he is a bit racist. He's a bit, he's womanizer. He's, he's, you know, he's sort of, he doesn't a, mind if he kills a colleague. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, well, doesn't check he to see if the woman does not mind. Like he doesn't, he genuinely doesn't care, it. does he? Yeah. It's like an afterthought for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, he got in the way. I shouted a warning and he still stood there and got, and, and that he? by the way is the stunt driver, Bill Hickman. Who plays oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so he's dead. <laughs> he, he's dead now because he's a bit older than Hackman. You know, he died. I, I, he's well know, shot on scene. So. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Go on. I didn't check the credits, but I, you know, I, I want to now to see if Was they have that thing. In, in living memory. <laughs> but, you know, they have the thing of like, no people were harmed in the making of this film. I don't believe you. Apart from yeah. the twelve people we killed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but there is, we would like I, to send condolences to the following families. <laughs> Honestly, I, like as part of my research, I thought, oh, this film's fifty years old. Let me go through the cast and see who's alive. Like Bill Hickman years. died in nineteen eighty six. You know, like oh. that, like we did. It's a Wonderful Life. I'm pretty sure the only surviving cast member is Zuzu, who's the youngest daughter. She's, to my knowledge, still alive. You know, like that is oh, it's quite wow. macabre. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a bit kind of transfixed on that. Sorry, listeners, I brought the tone down. Uh, favorite shot, everybody. Uh, Kevin, what would you say was your favorite shot from this film? My favorite shot. I have two. My, my I have two favorite shots. Uh, yeah, sure. The first, the first one comes at the beginning, and it's where. It's where the guy gets shot in the alley, and then he just slumps down, and then the guy like drops his bread, drops the breadstick on him. I just no, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I laughed about it earlier, but I do, I do just like how frank that is. Like he's dead, and he just walks off. <laughs> And then Sorry, the, for a second there, I thought you were saying my favourite shot. Well, when this guy got shot, <laughs> <laughs> later on, no. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, he's on about the breast stick. We often struggle with this section when we do films that have no gunshots whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, like, what's your favourite shot in like cats and dogs? It's the, 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 the kitty galore or something. Um, no, but yeah, that's one of my favourite shots. Like when the like just the guy when the guy slumps down and the, the killer puts the breadstick on yeah. him and just walks off. I, I just so like cold blooded. And yeah. then um, my second favorite ultimate French disrespect, isn't it? <laughs> 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 my, my other favorite you shot call this is bread. <laughs> like my other, my other, yeah, you could take it. Like my my other favorite, uh, my other favorite shot is actually 
and I can't believe they did this, but like, it's the one that's the poster where Hackman shoots the French guy in the back up from the yeah. sta- from the bottom of the stairs. Like that shot to me stood out. I was like, ooh. I'm yeah, going to remember two that. Two favorite shots were two people being <laughs> Two Frenchmen being <laughs> I looked literally in the <laughs> Two Frenchmen. <laughs> I don't think, I, I swear I have nothing against the French. It just so happened. Could have, they could have been <laughs> Spanish. They could have been Italian. Just, just basically Mediterranean. <laughs> they could have been, any, been anybody in the shot. Corsican. Yeah, honestly. You know, Greek. They could have been Israeli. Israeli. They could have been, they could have, they could have been anybody. Push. They could have been anybody in the, the, the it could have been, you know, it, it, it could have been anybody in the shot. In the shot, still would have been set up gorgeously. <laughs> I don't know why. I think, I I think, Kev, I think you've said enough, Kevin. Actually, I think that's. <laughs> I think I think it's quite clear to us what you mean. <laughs> oh, no. no, of course, uh, A Serbian. They've all got time training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five kilometers. That's enough. Like, let me see you get shot. That'll be the shortest film. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> it's fine. Hugh, which Mediterranean so murder was your favorite? <laughs> sure. Was it the Cypriot um, or <laughs> Cypriots? Yeah, yeah. We've, got, we've gotten away from it. The Gibraltars was sick of them. <laughs> Not country though, are they? Ah, uh, well, um, you know, whatever. You said Corsica. I did say I did say Corsica to be fair because you know I've shortchanged the half Sardinian story here I feel so Balearic Islands we could go change this podcast to be name as many Mediterranean and facing countries as you can even though French wasn't one that was the original one yeah 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 anyway sorry go on yeah okay oh the French France does face the Med sorry in my head yeah never mind never mind yeah go on your geography is terrible (laughs) I I think I came up with some belters like Algeria you know so I think we're fine yeah I mean but that was more out of luck that is the biggest North African country I could think of possibly think of Morocco probably we have Egypt sorry Egypt yeah (laughs) Jordan Lebanon let's get them all in now come on this is hilarious Syria. I yeah, want to say Andorra. Oh no! No! Well, well, Gene Hackman is in retirement now, so he can't do it. So yeah, he's probably <laughs> wild, you know. He's ready, but he's ready for one more job, though. But Hugh, before you, know, you, you know, do, do one more job, do the French Connection three, where it's this thing, you know, follow him from there. Leave the weapon five. I'm too old for this shit. Anyway. Whatever lethal weapon we're on now. Nine, if you include the Always Sunny uh, sequels. Hugh, oh. Oh, really? what's your favourite shot? <laughs> uh, my favourite shot of the film. So it was right at the beginning when I think one of the... Was it the Frenchman getting are... shot? No, it was the Frenchman sat at a cafe outside a hotel. It was just a really nice shot. Like a low oh, angle, like a, a high angle looking down. Yeah, it was really There's nice. not many pretty Sam shots w- in this film, are there? No, no, no. no. Sam, what's your favourite shot? Uh, which, friend, say, which Mediterranean national <laughs> did you enjoy being shot? I was very much pro-France, uh, pro-Mediterranean culture. It was the French guy, as I said, the French guy waving at the train. Fair enough, fair enough. Listen, here's a question, just before we move on. Here's a question. Why did they have a meeting at a car crash? Fatalities. <laughs> I genuinely could not. I yeah. it to I thought, oh, this, oh this, so this is relevant. This is one of the drug runners or something. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah. This is the only they chance he gets to speak to his, to his uh, 
authority thing. But what again, it's one of those where you go, go okay, yeah, this I is probably know. real. This is probably real life. And that's it's probably real. They just filmed it. They killed a couple of people in the car in the chase. They thought, well, we've got to make use. We killed two lives. You know, we've destroyed two families. We ought to make a scene in an Oscar best winner, best picture winner. Yeah. Maybe it was just like, well, we can't have two people sat in an office talking about this stuff. We've got to like have a bit of blood. I know, it was so weird, so incongruent to the rest of yeah. the film, though. I thought it was like, oh, this must have some relevance. It was like, no, they just... Like, the amount of effort to go to, to mock all that up, yeah. just to have a scene that lasts, what, a Get minute? It, it must be yeah. what really happened. It must be what really two. happened. You know, so often when we do films that are based on real life, you go, there is no way you would put that in a film unless it really (laughs) happened and you had to portray the real events. But listen, you've you've got a good sense of our views there. We are going to go for a little break now. When we come back after our break, we're going to find out what the critics thought of this film and we're going to get actual quantitative data from Kevin and Hugh and maybe myself as a bonus. Why not? And then a quiz. So join us after the break for the final bit of this bloody film podcast. Hello and welcome back to the final part of Please Watch This. Um, Critics-wise, I've gone actually not too contemporary to the film. Although, when Hugh mentioned this part earlier, I thought, oh, maybe I should have got a review from 1971. I did did, did think it was going to be a tough... Tough. It's quite hard to get. Yeah, Metacritic wasn't around in 1971. It came out actually started in 1973. Metacritic.com. So that's the unfortunate. That's the unfortunate (laughs) coincidence that we have to deal with. However, do you know who was reviewing films prior to 2013? Hugh, Uh, was it? Oh God, I don't know. Barry Norman. He was. God rest him. Yeah. Who is he dead? Was it Roger Ebert? Yeah, he's dead. It was Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. Now, I don't think he gave a contemporary view of this film. He gave one okay. later. So he got to... How old would he have been in 1971? I think he started doing the show with Cisco when he was like late 20s or early 30s or something. Yeah, and there was actually a review from Cisco and a review from Ebert. But in the way that he phrased his review, it was retrospectively. So I don't... I should have done more research. Like looking this, back I, at it, like yeah, thirty years later, or I don't something. think it. I don't think it was at the time. But you were the judge, okay. Q. If you had to guess, Roger Ebert, how many stars out of four would he give the French Connection? Oh, he gave this. He definitely gave this four out of four. Kevin, are you a big fan of Ebert? Do you know? Kind yeah. Of yes. You know? Yes. Uh, Ebert. Would you, I would probably. What do you think he would give this one? Probably a four. Yeah, you're both absolutely right. Four out of four. And he, uh, a lot of the review, he talks about the chase scene and all the big things, and he says, other than, the ca- uh, other than the chase scene, the other key element in the film, of course, is Gene Hackman. He was already well-known in 1971 after performances in such... Excuse me. After performances in such films as Bonnie and Clyde. I had no idea Gene Hackman's in Bonnie and Clyde. I've seen that film. I'm sure that was like... I'm sure that was 30 years before this film. Um, maybe there's a remake. I really don't know. Uh, Downhill Racer and I Never Sang for My Father. But it's probably the French connection that launched his long career 
as a leading character star a man I thought this was a really interesting phrase he says a man with the unique ability to make almost any dialogue plausible you really do believe everything yes. it's a real blue collar charm to him as Popeye mm. Doyle he generated an almost frightening single mindedness a cold determination to win at all costs which elevated the stakes in the story from a simple police cat and mouse chase into the acting out of Popeye's pathology. The chase scene has, in a way, been a mixed blessing, distracting from the film's other qualities. So he's, he's almost saying the chase scene is just like, it's so good that you forget how good the other stuff is. And a big part of his, his review was the pathology of Hackman. To what extent, gents, do you think this film is uh, an understanding of Hackman's character's pathology and obsession with this crime? <coughs> Oh God, uh, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I wasn't thinking about it in those terms, really. No, I wasn't. I've completely. <laughs> oh my God! That, honest, Sam. I haven't a notion. Uh, just ask the question. What was the say the question one more time? To what extent is the film really an exploration of Gene Hackman's character Popeye's obsession and pathology, right, meaning pathology. like disease, mental yeah, illness, means, about yeah, this yeah. this uh, this case? It. Yeah, I didn't. And then think he can redeem himself. No, I don't think it. Is. I don't think it's really about that much. But it probably meanders into it ultimately, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, because you see at the end when he's got, he doesn't care that he's just murdered a colleague, even if he doesn't like that person. You know, if you if you accidentally murdered someone you didn't, oh like, yeah, you wouldn't be. Even if you were busy doing something, you wouldn't be like, fine, I'll just carry on with what I was doing. You would, you would genuinely like, yeah, know, I'd be shocked. Stop and be like, I've done a bad thing. <laughs> He's yeah. told two or three times, by the way, a cop died the last time you had one of these hunches. Mm-hmm. It was that guy who says it to him. Yeah. That's the guy he kills. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. that's that's a nice detail. I didn't I didn't pick up on that, but it... I'm sure it was that guy. The guy cuz he tries to beat him up, doesn't he, when uh when he basically like says it to him cuz he, he's so hot-headed, isn't he? Yeah, it could definitely be seen as character portrait like that. For a a slightly less complimentary, we have Time Out uh, from 2014, I think a UK publication. Uh, They gave it a 50%. Um, they said, what's wrong with you these days? Yeah. Who's, who's, who wrote I didn't this? even well, this I didn't was, love it. Like a 50? Really? That's, that's yeah. ridiculous. This is wow. a real one. The Metacritic on this film is 94, so it is, it is loved. They said, an urban crime thriller which won undeserved acclaim. For its efficient but unremarkable elevated railway chase. Unremarkable? Are you taking the piss? The only way you could write that review is 40 years later, which is what they did. Um, And its clumsy, clumsy, showy emphasis on grainy, sordid realism. Really? Like, that's a bad idea. Why is that a bad idea? That's a good thing. That's what I loved about this. That's the best Does it say who wrote this? Not that I saw. No, I couldn't get a name for this one. Uh, the performances are strong, although Hackman is done I hope for they're them. not a critic anymore. It's <laughs> uh, the, the first time I've ever actually heard a review that I've just gone, you don't know what you're doing. I've yeah. seen a couple why do, of Why do you have a like platform that. of any kind? Yeah. Uh, sorry, say again, sir? Uh, um, no, I, I heard, sorry, no, I heard you, Kevin. I, was just, I just couldn't catch oh, myself. Yeah, what like, why do they have a platform, <laughs> this person? Yeah. Um, the, the performances are strong although Hackman has done far better than this portrayal of a hard-nosed cop obsessively tracking down a narcotics ring in New York <laughs> Kevin what's his performance in Ants like is it far better <laughs> no you know what I think well, you know what I think if somebody you know what I, I, I want to know who wrote this because even though I don't love this film I'm like you know what really like 
come on. You appreciate it for what it is. I appreciate it for I appreciate it for what it did for cinema and how it advanced it on a technical level. And I think Gene Hackman is I think Gene Hackman is great in this. And he is. The thing he's he's great in almost everything he does. This one stands out to me as far as performance. Like if if somebody else had played this character, I don't know if I could have made it through this because of how much because of his negative the, the way he's written with his negative qualities. Hackman was ever he made it ever watchable though. It's like I don't like you, but I want to keep watching you anyway just to see like yeah. if you're gonna catch your man. And so for this There are there are so few actors that could say never trust an N word. Yeah, no, and the thing like, like when he said hours. that, like when he said that I was like Alright, I believe that he believes that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm but I'm willing to go along with him for the other no, I can, I can, I can believe, compartmentalize well, that. Yeah. I, I completely like, agree. He, like yeah, like the one, the two best ethics to me are like the, the grittiness of it and then how like how all encompassing his performance is. Where it's like yeah. I don't see Gene Hackman there. I see Popeye Doyle chasing this guy yeah. down and going to investigation yeah. and doing all stuff like it's very rare that I think it's very rare for me that an actor or actress will completely and utterly disappear into a character, and this is one yeah. of those times where it absolutely happened. I completely agree, and you see him in interviews. I'm almost disappointed that he's not his character in this and Mississippi Burning. Now, for me, I prefer <laughs> his performance in Mississippi Burning, but you're right. Like, what a performance that is to make me still want this guy to win, even though he's a despicable person from start to finish. Um, it really was, to be fair, a bad review, and I think we can all agree, objectively, you know, even though objective film criticism is maybe not very good, we can agree that that's a Do you know what? I could accept it if it had been a bad review at the time, because yeah. often when someone's got a... Th- they've only watched it once, and maybe you miss the point of it or something, but to have had it... You know, at that point, when was it 2014? So it had been out, what, like 50, 60 40, years. 40-odd 40 oh, years 40. at that point. I was thinking 50. Yeah, 40-odd yeah. years, yeah. Yeah, he's had 40, what, three years for it to mature and for people to write. Um, you know, like you said, bloody Kermod made a whole hour-long documentary about it. <laughs> There's all sorts on the internet now. And imagine what there was, you know, the books that probably been written about it or whatever. Yeah, it just seems very tone-deaf. Equally... That is a, back, there's a backlash that. to that, isn't there? Where I'm watching the film and I'm thinking, oh, I wonder why this is a classic. And it takes this chase scene and the, is the it, following scene I, for me to realise. This is going to sound really bad, but. Man. Is it one of those maybe situations where. Well, there's the stripper, like there's, there's, there's the woman that he's with. There isn't. Yeah, is there any female characters yeah, in this? I was thinking. Other than yeah, the I woman thinking, at the beginning. Like, oh, there's the one he has sex with and the one that the guy has sex with. Yeah. Sal and Angie, yeah. Do well, anything, Angie, no, Angie's I didn't even know if there was a, like, a named, named female character proper in the female film character. That mm-hmm. And she doesn't so. really do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like the first yeah. season of Entourage. Oh, God, really? The That's female character terrible. with lines or something is known as Ari's wife. <laughs> it's oh. like the, the only strong <laughs> female character. Oh, yeah, that doesn't have a name, so, you know. so it definitely fails the Beckdale test. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. Yeah. But I don't think every. No, but so maybe I hate to ask. Say no, this, I think it's, it's, it's written by it's a written woman by a man, who just doesn't like these kind of films, and it's just like maybe. I was so bored well, yeah. by this. And well, I think well, Gene Hatton. Yeah. What are you having a look? Have you found the author? Name and shame. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, as far as, uh, anyway, the website I was on. We'll de-platform yeah. them. <laughs> but basically, cancelled. Again, it could just be, criticism. they're sick of this film being a classic. Anyway, yeah. they don't matter. They don't. Gene Siskel doesn't matter. Even Roger <laughs> Ebert doesn't matter. The only critics that matter are right here on the call the, with me. Uh, Kevin. As of my first how watch, many I would say out six ten, frogs out of ten. There's a lot of stuff I liked. The stuff that I didn't like kind of held it back, but it's just, it's still a good film that I recommend seeing. That's like the, it's fine. Yeah, that's the, 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 yeah, that's a, it, it's fine. It's like, so I, that's like the, I admire the technicals and Hackman's performance. The, the, the initial kind of and the chase scenes, but yeah, as an overall package, I wish it could have moved a little faster for me, especially in the first half. Fair enough, and I think you justified yourself well. Hugh, how many frogs out of ten? Um, I'm going to give it an yeah. eight. An eight, yeah. It's the ending. I wanted to, It would have been a nine if the ending was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, think, it's, um, it's completely understandable. I, I was the same when, you know, I logged it on Letterboxd and IMDb, and I gave it an eight out of ten. I think, you know, even... You can see why it's a classic, can't you? Yeah, three days from now I might give it a nine. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, maybe I'm too close. Maybe we're too close to the minutiae of, of the maybe, bits of maybe. it. Yeah, and it's really going to be yeah. a year from now. I, I, go, really, what a film I really want to watch. I really want to watch that film now with Gene Hackman <laughs> in the conversation where he plays the guy who's listening to conversations <laughs> for whatever reason. I think and if we have, if we ever do that <laughs> film, Sam, you yeah. are banned from mentioning The Wire. I will not. I, I will want not to agree see you, to this. Ed, I, I, then we will never do it because I, I want to do a film that's about. Uh, Look, Paranoid we could do Encanto next week, and I will, bring, I will bring the wire in if we do Encanto next week. You know, this is this is this is the effect that the wire has had on me. I'll, I'll find a way. Yeah, I just Bruno is essentially tapping. See if you can go on the house podcast that's about people call tapping it, other people's call phones it Sam's wire the wire. It's like a challenge. For him. No, it's never going to happen. It's never going yeah. to happen. Ratatouille lives in the walls, much like a ta- like a wiretap would. You know. Yeah. yeah it's, okay then. It's never well. What's really important, guys, is did you remember this film? We're going to have a little bit well, of a quiz. Just before quiz. that, what about recommendations? Oh, uh, we do this every like, sixth time. If you like um, order yeah. style Kevin, would you recommend this film to yes, other people? If you're a film aficionado, then yes. Y- yeah, unless you're, yeah, like unless you're like, if you know there's going to be a, a different time period and different attitudes are going to be present in it about certain things, then it, I, yeah, I'd recommend it to a general audience to see like, hey, this is what crime thrillers used yeah. to be, and so they could appreciate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a disclaimer like there's some dated stuff here, but this is like what crime thrillers. This is like the granddaddy of all of them. First, so yeah. thank this movie for all of the you know <laughs> all the cliches that it would eventually. In golf, <laughs> cliches. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Pay yeah. homage and uh, have a pilgrimage to the, the French Connection. Hugh, would you recommend this film? Uh, yes, I would definitely recommend this film. Yeah. Um, one thing I would say, Kevin, perhaps uh, Sam always says this to, says this to me quite often on the podcast. Think, I, I think I've been maybe thinking about if it you all went day. back and watched this in a year's time, I, like, I think maybe uh, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I've been thinking about it all sense. day today. To I think you'll appreciate what I liked and what I didn't. And I think that my rating will probably go up if I watch this again mm. in a year. Now that you know that the beginning is quite slow. Yeah, I might.
I think I think now that you know that yeah, the beginning is I quite know, slow, yeah, I, I know you appreciate where, I know where, maybe the, I know the nuance and the detail of it, perhaps because like, you know this time it's like okay, that we're following them around and they're just copping. Like, what are we? When's yeah. the? When are we gonna get to the? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'll probably appreciate it more in a year or so <laughs> when I watch it again. And the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's my go to it's my go to response to you because I think he can't prove this on the spot, so I win. <laughs> but one, thing I would though, one thing I would say though is like I would recommend this film, but didn't you say something it was like the highest grossing film of that year? Or third, something? third highest, yeah. Third growing. What third a time! What a time that was when a, just a new film could just be that. Yeah, yeah. I think that this. I don't think this a film like this or something similar of its ilk. If like you made something no. that was as you know groundbreaking in that genre, well, today, it would have been, been it would have gone straight to Netflix or Amazon or something. Uh, I mean, five Disney it wouldn't. Films, I don't so think it could. It's gonna be beat. It's gonna it's gonna yeah, be like yeah, beaten by yeah. Dwayne Johnson. It's gonna be beaten by a, 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 a Dwayne Johnson <laughs> film based in the jungle. You know what? I mean, this thing. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson in the jungle. You know, yeah. They should just jungle. make a film called Dwayne Johnson <laughs> in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's called In the Jungle. <laughs> you know, yeah, I Jungle Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. he was oh, yeah. in the jungle. Yeah, welcome to the jungle. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the jungle. Have it right there. Welcome to the jungle. I tell you. <laughs> Have you seen that? It's um, four pictures of Dwayne <laughs> Johnson um, in a jungle. I have four separate films by the same Same jungle. He's walking tall. He had. He said, "Like I, I saw it once and really liked it. He saw. It, I saw it a second time with him." And he said he didn't like it much because he had just marathoned the Jumanjis beforehand. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Jungled. Jungled. Oh, so Jumanji. He's, he's, he's all jungled out. He's all Johnson jungled out. <laughs> the rundown, yes. That's the fourth Jane Johnson the Jungle movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's been there. No, there's he's, not. He's there's no jungle. He's the man that loves no jungle. There's no jungle. There's no jungle in walking well, tall. So. There is. There absolutely is. Oh yeah, yeah. Is rampage. Oh, there absolutely is. He was probably rampage. Yeah, he was in the jungle. Uh, that right, too. That it wasn't called. That too. No, high rise. It was probably a jungle. It's Lynn Johnson was in the British high rise. Was he in high rise? Skyscraper, sorry. <laughs> the, 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 the Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Which I... What, what the, uh, the one with... Um, yeah. <laughs> as, the, as Tom Hiddleston's character, just completely incongruent. I, massive I, jacked man. I, strong, I strongly believe it was Jungle Bit in Walking Tall. Listener, right, well, get in touch. Get maybe in touch. prove it after we've done yeah. the podcast. Let's find out, lads. Instead if of checking you, your phone Let's, let's right find now. out if you like the film and you knew the film. Right. So, yeah. Kevin, um, I'm going to treat you like you're the expert of The French Connection because uh, normally some that's some what we normally cool. do. So... Well, what do you think? Should we just, should I just throw the questions out there and you both just have a go at it? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to throw the questions out. You're both as, uh, you're there, both so. as new to the film as each other. Yeah. Question one. What Heroin. is Sol and, uh, Sol and Andrew's business? Heroin or something. Sol and Andrew's yeah. business. Yes, heroin. Heroin is one. Restaurant, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, both. <laughs> <laughs> and Wesley. No. Their front is a, yeah, a luncheonette, a cafe. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I knew it wasn't yes. quite a restaurant. Not was quite, it, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. I don't I, know what I'll you call it. It's, it's an eatery. Yeah. It's a place where you eat. Eatery. I'll take an eatery. Question two. Yeah. When the big Frenchman Charnier... By the way, uh, you might know this story. William Friedkin asked for a different actor, and they got him that guy. Uh, was it uh, not Frederick? Um, something Roy. Yes. The, yes. That's not who he asked for, and that guy turned up. You know the big the big Frenchman, the the one who waves on the train. That is not yeah. who he wanted. <laughs> Fernando Ray. Fernando Ray. That's his person. <laughs> um, he he, he asked doesn't for, even sound French, does he? He's Spanish. Yeah, I was going to say that's a Spanish name, he's Fernando Spanish. Ray. Um, he's Spanish. But but for me, he was like second only to Hackman. That guy, like as a performance yeah. and so on. It's Spanish. So if you're French, he said, he said, French, I want the guy from Belle de Jour. Uh, he's and his name yeah. is similar to that. And they got him Fernando Ray, and he's like, um, guys, this is not the guy I asked for. Uh, but it's kind of yeah. too late and too awkward. And he says, oh, uh, <laughs> way, um, my, my my French is not so good, and I wasn't in that film you think I was in. But he's fantastic <laughs> in this film, isn't he? Like, is if you're uh, now now that you said that, if you're French, can you tell that that guy yes, is Spanish? Yes. Presumably, I've heard. Yes, I've heard that. Um, yes, you know, in the film Die Hard, you know, like all the terrorists are meant to be like German. Obviously, yeah. we know Alan Rickman's <laughs> not. But I watched that with somebody who was German once, and <laughs> oh no, I was talking oh, about no, it with oh, somebody no. who was German, and he says, oh, no, yeah, I, the I, I have that, to... they're like." Swedish. Yeah. Sorry, Jack. Yeah. German yeah. accents. Yeah. It's really, it's really one weird. One of my sisters' friends' mom's is, is French, and I was, I was trying to like, oh, have you seen that? And she's like, yes, I hate it. The French accents are terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> I, I had a similar experience watching a Danish film, and the main actor is actually Swedish. Southern Swedish, and every Danish person say he's got a Southern Swedish accent. This is not he's speaking Danish in a Swedish accent, you know. But anyway, my question is: when the 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 funny French guy Charnier realizes he's been tailed, where does he tell Sam? I don't know. To meet no. Him? Oh God, I have no idea. Do you know which oh, um... which city or state does he? Uh, they, they get on a plane and everything. Well, they go to Washington. Washington. D.C. I'll take it. Not a state, Sam. I said but city anyway. or state. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Washington. Whatever, mate. Whatever. There you go. Washington. Yeah. Okay. Question three. We're given two weights for the car and the disparity oh, between the original weight and the new weight. Give me any of those no. three numbers. Either no, the original weight, I don't the weight, Kevin, the you, you're American, you I don't, operate in I don't pounds and ounces. When someone starts speaking voodoo, I can't understand I don't, what they maybe. mean. I don't There's three options, give me any like of those. It's like, like 4,620 pounds. That's... It's, it's a number. Yeah. It's, it's a number. I'll give you that. I would seriously <laughs> argue with that. If it was in, can I do it in metric tons? Is it about? Can you convert? Yeah, go on. <laughs> is it about? Is it about three and a half ton? No, no, that's too heavy. Is it about a ton and about a ton? No, be about a ton. So the three weights, the actual yeah, uh, weight of the car is four thousand six hundred seventy-five pounds. What did I say? I said four thousand six hundred eighty. 
You said eight or something. You, you, you were or twenty. You were you very. No, I said got... four thousand six hundred eighty. No, no, I was five I think, off. Listen, you know, you just heard it. You were. I'm, I'm going to. You got I the first two. I edit, think you got the first two. Oh, you might. Anyway, it was then four thousand seven hundred ninety-five pounds. The, pounds. the disparity was hundred and twenty pounds. Whatever, mate. Whatever, mate. <laughs> Question four, and I want a very specific answer here. Exactly okay. where are the drugs hidden in the car? Oh, the, the thingy panel. Oh, what's it called? I've, I've been trying to remember this all day. <laughs> oh. oh, is it a panel or is it? He goes, oh, I've taken everything except the something Whoa. panels. You're right. Yeah. The, is it the the brake panels. It's not the floor panels, although it's next to the floor. It's like slots or. Oh, I don't know what they're called. Listener, do you know? They can't answer. Good point. Nope. That's in the future, isn't it? Nope. Sorry, it I don't know. <laughs> At least you tried. Nope, Sam, Kevin, help me out. No, nope, I'll give know. you some credit. Uh, they are in me, the rocker panels. Rocker. So close with that. I've never heard of them on a car before until this film. So, yeah. five. Do they exist anymore? Maybe they don't have them anymore. I don't How know. long? In, so in the post credit thing we have, well in the credit thing we have how long they yeah. went to prison for and so on how long did Devereux serve in a federal penitentiary yes four years yes straight out with the four years Kevin would you agree with the four years as a an assessment oh, oh, no. yes Very oh damn it like you think, like you what was it misguidedly confident <sighs> Oh, okay, okay. okay. Damn. I was going to say, I remember that. Yeah, so it was so like, close. Oh, no. oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well right. done. Just tried to throw us there at the end. <laughs> Listener, I'm really yeah. sorry if I made you feel bad about your own guess. It was actually four years. You're absolutely right. I've got a bonus question, which is not in the film. It's just a film question for you. So... Um, Bill Hickman, who we heard about before, he was the driver. He played Mulderig. With his casting in the film, he had the honour of being in two consecutive back-to-back Best Picture Oscar winner films. I don't know. And he's one of a very uh, limited number of people who've done that. I think there's... He's going, to ask us, he's going to ask us what was the other film. Can, no, no, no. No, I'm not asking for the other film because that would be mental. He's in Patton. Patton. He's a very small he's in, role what, sorry? In, in the film Patton. Patton. The oh, US he's in Patton. General. Oh, no. There are, I need to see that. There are nine people who have done name this them. before. <laughs> Can you name any of them? Mid- Can Meryl you think Street. of an actor any who has been in back-to-back Best Picture Oscar Tom Hanks? Winners? You'd think that, because he got, obviously, Best no. Picture. <laughs> Meryl Streep is one of the answers. Kevin, oh. fantastic. Do you know the films? Can you name the films? <laughs> the Deer but Hunter's definitely right. got to be one. The Deer Hunter, and then the following year... I don't know. What was she? Was with it? Dustin Hoffman? She'd so, she, is that... Oh, Kramer v. Kramer. But Kramer versus Kramer. Very good. Meryl Streep is one of the is one of the answers. Wow, well done, Kevin. Oh, Fantastic. Thank you. That, that was a guess. That's why he's a, I, I that was, was a very good guess. guess. I was like, yeah. all right, who's won? Who's been nominated? Yeah. <laughs> pretty anyone. safe Meryl guess Street. in that sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty safe. Has she been nominated the most? I don't know. She's, I mean, I she's had about 58 different Oscar nominations. She's had quite a few. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Are they, yeah. like, I saw, like, Don't Look Up got nominated. I'm like, oh, no, none for Meryl Streep then, I guess, this year. She'll be gutted. How dare they not nominate me? I know. for nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll very quickly give you the answers then. Clark Gable uh, in the 30s. It happened one night and Mutiny on the Bounty. Christopher Walken, Annie Hall and the Deer Hunter. 
Um, Meryl Streep, The Deer Hunter and Kramer's First Kramer. Number four, John Gielgud was in Chariots of Fire and Gandhi. Russell so Crowe. back to back, sorry, back, back to back film actors. So what, 76, 77 and 78? Oh, yeah, yeah, 77, 78 and 79. Oh, 79. Yeah, so that's weird that yeah. one, isn't it? Uh, Russell yeah. Crowe. Do you know the two films he Oh, yeah. In? Gladiator and the Beautiful Man. Oh, Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's yeah. the point. I'll give you the actor. Tell me, see if you can see the films. Michael yeah. Pena. Crash and... The year before uh, that. What won in 2004? Hillary Swank. Boys Don't Cry? No. Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. Guy Pierce. I forgot he was in both of these films. <laughs> the King's Speech. Yes, and, and the previous year, 2009. Uh, oh, no. What in 2009? Oh, that was... The first female King's Best Speech. Picture, di- Best Director. Wait, 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 The Hurt yeah, Locker, The Hurt Locker. Good. Oh, yeah, he's in The Hurt Locker. I had no idea he was in either of those, and I've seen both of those. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's only in the beginning of The Hurt Locker, right. and he plays a supporting okay. character in The King's I need, Speech. I need to see that. I need to see both of those films. The King's yeah. Speech is not, it's not a best Oscar film. It got a lot... <laughs> okay, no. You can always tell by how little <laughs> people film. talk about that film 10, 12 years on. Like, It got so well, much Oscar yeah, stuff, I, but nobody really references that film. No one talks about it. I mean, the Hurt Locker people still talk about... A bit. Sometimes. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, like, like it's talked about a More bit. More than Avatar. Like, you know, oh, it's the first... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Avatar... Then it's funny how much people don't talk about that. We're getting three sequels to it. (laughs) We've got two more actors then. John Goodman, surprisingly, was in two Oh, The Artist. Yes. And And the following year in 2012. Oh, one in 2012. Ben Affleck, Alan Arkin. Oh. Argo. Argo. Argo, fuck yourself. And finally, (laughs) Michael Keaton. More recently, Spotlight and Birdman, wasn't it? Birdman, very good, very good. So yeah, quite niche. A bonus question, which means you don't, you're not expected to know it. I was very impressed with your film knowledge, gentlemen. Um, Hugh, there's lots of questions I've got left. One of the big questions is, uh, Hugh. Um, what, oh, actually, you know what? Before I talk to you, Hugh, Kevin, a oh, reminder okay. to the listener: if they like your input, they like your views. Where could they find out more about your views of films and that? Uh, if you if you like what I've been saying, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin underscore the critic. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are Kevin the critic, and you can find my full written reviews at kevinthecritic.com with links to all my. And I have to say, your online presence is an incredibly wholesome, uh, welcoming thing. It's not acerbic. It's not cynical. It's lovely. You review lots of family films, and you don't. Talk politics <laughs> for, for want of a better word. No, no, never, <laughs> no, never. I'm like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't do that. I'm like, there's enough people doing that. I don't, I don't have anything to add to the pod. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jumping into yeah, that pool. Yeah, Sorry. that's great. And and it's, no, and it's knowing that your job is to criticize films and like, when, when I'm on Twitter and I'm commenting, I'm thinking, oh well, obviously everyone wants to take my wants to hear my take on politics <laughs> but yeah it's very good to avoid that so kevin is a, is a wonderful as i say wholesome film critic and it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast thank you for being here with us kevin thank you for having me on it's been amazing yeah, it's been a great pleasure good stuff good stuff so then Sam, my question to you me. hugh is listeners you know maybe you want to listen next week hugh what film might they listen to us chat about next week 
So next week we're going to do a bit of again. We're going to have a bit of a change to our a bit of a guest program. request. We're going to have a guest request, and we're going to have we're going to do Alien Three. Not a film I'm actually a big fan of, but we've got somebody coming on. We won't give away who it is. That can be a surprise. In case they pull out. We've got a, yeah, in case they pull out, yeah. And then we're just stuck doing a film because like, um, it could happen. One day it will happen. Um, but they want to talk about Alien 3. So, yeah, it's going to be, be interesting to see. Yeah, to we've see done if Aliens. We can reevaluate it, yeah. Hugh, what do you know about Alien 3? <laughs> um, well, what do you know, Sam? Absolutely shit. Because I've, well, I've seen some of it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch the rest of it. I might, this week. I might know something that's a spoiler that's quite big, but I genuinely, yeah, I fine. genuinely don't know. I really, it's, it's is thirty it, years old. Is you it can still, spoil it. is it still James? <laughs> is it still James Cameron? Or is it David Fincher? No. Fincher. It's David Fincher. No. Fincher. It, it, it's Fincher. Yeah, yeah. Have you s- now, Kevin? Yeah. I don't think you've have you seen it? Not seen it? What are your thoughts? Did you say you haven't seen I've, it? I, I haven't, I haven't. I saw the first scene once about five years right. ago, and I know. I know. God, you've seen a lot really of first crappy. scenes of first ten minutes of films. I know. I know. <laughs> it takes a lot to get Kevin to watch a full film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not got him in the first ten minutes. <laughs> I know. I know it had a really bad production history. Yeah. Uh, there's a video by there's a video by Chris Stuckman where he goes oh, yeah. into that. He gets um, in a few YouTube know, reviews. We don't, he doesn't need our endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, I, no. But yeah, I, I know a little bit about. it. I've never seen it. I do want to see the director's assembly cut, which I hear is the Ooh, better. Version. Maybe that's what we should. I think uh, our potential guest, who might pull out, but probably won't. He seems like a reliable guy. Uh, did mention a particular cut that we ought to watch. It's one of the, yeah, uh, sure. Alien is very much a series where you have to watch the right cut. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many cuts? Of, how many cuts of Alien? I dread to like, think. <laughs> I think the podcast is long enough. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about Alien. Well, yeah. Hugh, that, that leads me nicely into if they weren't getting in touch, tell us how fantastic Kevin is. Tell us their thoughts on French Connection or Alien Three or again what brand of socks they're wearing. Hugh, how yes. would they get in touch with us to tell us? I mean, don't get in touch with us about your brand of socks. Please do because really we. <laughs> I'd rather get an email about that than no emails. Yeah, but it, but that's not what we're about, Sam. Anyway, <laughs> so what they need to do is they need to go back to the 1970s, yep. join the police, and stop a maybe a drug trafficking ring in a racist way. So, no, not the racism this time. Um, and then you know, wait 20 years for the internet to be invented, <laughs> and then email us at please watch this top pod. Dot, uh, dot com, wow. and if you can think of a better way I'm all ears well given that they probably listen to this in 2022 if, or in the future we've still got the Twitter the future, we are yeah. on Twitter as is Kevin we're at please watch pod Kevin is Kevin at Kevin underscore the critic uh, on the Twitter classic uh, get in touch with us listener. we want to hear what you know we yeah. want to hear what you think yeah. I think all that remains yeah. to be said is Kevin you've been wonderful and we thank love you, you eternally on. thank you for coming on to the thank show thank you for having You're me you're welcome and um, listeners, we love you. Sam loves you, listeners. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.